Welcome to my podcast, From the Brain of Abe Salmon. In this space, my guest and I will be exploring topics related to business, investment, sports and nutrition, and anything relevant happening in our world today. If you would like to connect directly with myself or any of our guests, please do so by going on Instagram at abe.salmon or via my company website, salmongroup.ca. Thank you for tuning in and let's get started. Welcome to episode two of From the Brain of Abe Salmon. For those of you who listened to the first episode, thank you so much. That was a little bit personal for me. Uh, today's episode, though, is going to be super different. I have a very, very good friend uh, as my guest, but he's also a very well-known realtor in Kelowna. He's a successful realtor. He's done everything from being a builder to being an entrepreneur himself, someone that actually has mentored me along my way as an investor. So uh, with me, I have Chad Point. He is the team leader of Point Real Estate Group. He can be reached at, at pointrealestategroup.com. And he's here today to answer something very interesting. Is COVID-19 good for the real estate market in the Okanagan? You can read things on the internet. You see, you know, all these internet experts, they tell you that's good, they tell you that's bad. Might as well just as someone who actually knows what this is going to happen and how things are going. Chad, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Happy to be here with my friend and talk about real estate. Doesn't usually take too much prodding to get <laughs> me to do that. Nope. And we usually do that no matter whether we're on the mic or not. So um, I just want to talk about real estate numbers and what I'm going to call the real numbers yeah. and not you know, from a month, two months, three months ago, because honestly, the market was really booming. January, February, March, it felt really good. If you talk to us realtors, we were very, very, you know, promising on what this year was going to be. It we did. thought it was going to be a hot market. Yeah, it did. I was in the market and I could tell prices were going up. And then, well, COVID arrived. COVID arrived and we have to adapt. And the, the market has changed, how we sell is changing. I don't know entirely what it's going to look like in six months, but I know what's happening right now. So let's talk about right now. Okay. So right now, the number of sales has dropped off a cliff. I mean, realistically, you, everybody knows you go outside, everybody's staying home. They're not going out and going to restaurants. They're not buying houses either, to a point. There's always people buying and selling. So let's look at the market numbers for let's just say March last year to March, uh, sorry, March last year mm -hmm. in April to March and April this year. Which are typically hot months, right? It's gearing up. So so March starting to go up, April, May, June, those are peak times. So I probably do 50% of my business in those months, it could be. So you personally, compared to last year, thinking about 12, 14 months ago, how busy are you today? Today, I'm at, you know, 25% of what I would have been. Crazy because you are one of the busiest guys. I mean, your team, you have an amazing team. I know Amanda as well. Uh, you guys are amazing. And yeah, to hear that, uh, it's very interesting. So keep going, please. Yeah. So the numbers are down. They're, they're down a lot. And you have to take it with a grain of salt because I have numbers reporting from March and April. And March, you know, things started affecting like middle, third week of March. But real estate has a, a time span 
So you write a deal, typically you're at least two weeks from the time the deal gets written to being finalized. So we have still deals that have been trickling in that were signed before COVID. There's not going to be many of them now because we're now, you know, well past a month of, of this. But what we have is I want to look at the third week of April. So the most recent numbers I, I could pull up and I did Monday to Friday, third week of April, 2020. So we had 63 sales. That's in total. That that's, includes that, which that's area? Central Okanagan. I just Okanagan. big okay. numbers. 63 sales. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, one year ago, the same week, Monday to Friday. So not the exact dates, but the same third week. We had 176 sales. So we're about one third. And so, you know, one third is, that's a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially in a, in a, in a town or in, in a valley that is full of realtors. Full of, there, there's a lot of us and uh, you know there might be fewer of us working in uh, in six months I, I would believe yep. that very much so um, average price so people want to know what the market's doing yeah the average price just from March 2020 to April 2020 so last month to this month um, we're down about four percent now average prices go up and down it depends on the basket people are buying mm -hmm. um, but people are not spending on the high-end houses right now no. you know so we're gonna see a trend towards more affordability where's the money going affordability where is that in Kelowna well it's all relative <laughs> right so so we can talk single-family homes versus condos and there's it people can only buy what they can buy and yep. they want to buy the most they can for what they can so for a lot of people now they're buying condos, townhomes, stratas, simply because they can afford it. Yeah. We can get into it later about maybe some of those people will be able to be buying single family homes six months from now. Could be opportunities. Could be lots every, of opportunities. Crisis. Every crisis uh, brings a lot of devastation for many people, but it also brings a lot of opportunities for, for uh, probably for the same number of people. Yeah, it depends if you're a buyer or if you're a seller. Like yeah. Every deal has two sides to it. <laughs> Uh, if you're a buyer right now, I'd probably be licking my chops. If yep. you're a seller, you know, I'm going to be pretty afraid and cautious. And uh, But at some point, some people will have to sell and oh. some people will want to buy. Interesting. Okay, so the answer, it, the question really is, is COVID good for the market or not? It, how do you answer it? 50-50. It, it, okay. If you're a buyer, you're going to be happy. Well, if you're a buyer who still has their job. <laughs> um, but... If you're a seller, you're going to wish you had sold three months ago. Yes. So um, let's just talk what drives prices. Okay. Okay. So prices, we can talk about global economy, this and that, but the, what really does it is how many houses for, are for sale in the market right now and how many buyers are there. Okay. okay. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. Uh, you affect supply, you affect the demand, one or the other or both, prices get affected. So what's happening right now, uh, in the last five days, I just pulled these numbers, we had 131 new listings, we had 42 sales. So that means we had just over three times the number of new listings as sales. How is that ratio compared to a non-global crisis time? 
Yeah, normally I would say if you're more than two times the number of listings of sales, you're going to be in a buyer's market. It, it's, it's really a buyer's market right now. Okay. Um, and the further we go, if those numbers continue, inventory will come up and people will be able to push sellers for what they want. Yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who have to sell. And, and that's what happens. So what sets the prices is the previous sales and the previous sales will be the people that have to sell and they're going to be selling for, for less. So that whole uh, hot start to 2020, we can forget about it if you were thinking of, oh, I can capitalize on that in the summer uh, with now with this and probably, like you said, the, the ratio between listings and sales, yeah. the numbers will continue to see. And, and 4%, you mentioned that the average, the average price in the sales, 4% is significant. It's significant. If you're buying a average single family home in Kelowna right now, it's, you know, you're 700,000 plus. So seven grand. times four, you can do the quick math and it's a lot of cash. You can buy a boat for 30 grand. Yeah, you, you can, you can. <laughs> um, just talking a little bit more about, about new listings. Now, listings are actually down as well because people don't want to be selling during COVID. Mm -hmm. People don't want people in their houses. Yes. Um, we're doing real estate differently. We're trying to do more virtual tours and pushing people to do a drive-by, do a virtual tour. If you really want to see it, sign this waiver. A seller's got to sell a waiver just so everyone's on the same page. And, and I don't want to be showing houses unless you're actually buying yes. next week. It, is, that, is that a good thing? Is some of that here to stay? Because yes. that sounds like a good thing for... For everybody. If it I'm is. the seller, I don't want 20 people just going through the house. Like I'd rather have 10 with a higher possibility of a sale. And for you, that means you can actually leverage your time a lot better. I'll tell you, I don't love showing houses. <laughs> so I love selling houses. Hear that people? Here's your guy. Here's your guy. Um, showing houses can be a pain. <laughs> it, it, yes. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. And often you'll go in and you're in and out in a few seconds because they don't like the feel, the layout or whatnot. <laughs> but as we go forward, uh, everything changes. Every listing is gonna have a virtual tour because if, yes. if they don't, like people just can't even see it right now. Yeah, it's 2020, you can do that. You can do it, it that's bare minimum. So virtual tour, you can understand the layout, you can understand the house. You may not get a feel, like people right. know when they walk into a house within two seconds yes. if they like it, they mm -hmm. know right away but you can understand a lot about it. And when I go into listing presentations, when I talk about virtual tours before, uh, I tell people, you might get fewer showings because of this, but you should be happy because the people that won't buy it anyways, you don't want them coming in and bothering you. You don't want to clean the house every time for people coming through that yeah, aren't Yeah, it, it filters it. out just the ones who have nothing better to do on a Sunday, but to use some of your time and go check on somebody else's house. And say, hey, maybe in five years when we can afford a house, we'll do this. Well, in five years, the market is going to be, who the hell knows what the market is going to be. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than showing houses <laughs> to people and they, and they don't buy it. So so <laughs> hopefully now we can actually um, spend more time selling houses and less time showing houses. Yeah. All right. Good for everyone, I think. It's good. It's good. Uh, I know when I sell my house, I clean for hours before every showing. If I have fewer people coming through, it's less work for me. Agreed. So what else? What else do you want to talk to us about? We we talked about supply and demand. Yeah. So 
What about for those in the market who, like you said, still have their job and let's say or investors like myself, hey, I want to go and find some deals. Is COVID good for me? What about financing and mortgages? What am I looking at? Okay, so that's a complicated question. So right now, if you have a job, you are almost in the minority of buyers right now because mm -hmm. if it's a couple, there's a good chance at least one of them is yes. not working right now. Um, the banks, you know, you can't even walk into your local branch right now. No. Um, and they're busy. They're busy dealing with mortgage deferrals. They're dealing with everything on the commercial side. They're busy. Just everybody's in chaos. Oh, yeah. With, with the new announcement as well uh, from the government. Uh, yeah, there's they're, they're definitely busy. When I when I talk to, to, my, to my bankers, everything is uh, via phone calls, via text. And, and there's a lag between between my request and the answers. I, I know they're busy doing every little thing and, and their their numbers are down. They are rotating two weeks in, two weeks out. Different banks are doing different things. Still, I want to invest. I'm an investor. This is what I do. And I'm sure there's people out there who want to do the same or are trying to take advantage of this crisis to buy maybe their first house, uh, fi find a deal. Uh, what what should they do? What, what what are they looking at? Okay, if you have a job right now and you're looking to buy, get your financing in order as fast as you can, um, because there's going to be deals out there. There's going to be deals people have to buy, and so we're going to be seeing probably a lot more collapsed deals just because people may have had a previous pre-approval that mm. now that they think is good, yes. and then the banks are being much, much more certain on checking your employment yes. up to the last minute that they can. <laughs> Whereas before you get, you know, your mortgage broker, the bank sends you the commitment letter, you feel you're good and and you're not worried about it between then and the time you close. Yeah. I would be more worried about it, be checking that fine print because they could be asking you right up to the day of closing, prove to me you still have a job today. yes that's true they, they'll be a lot more diligent right they are the lenders is their money they want to make sure their investment is protected yeah and then you can service the debt absolutely um, it also pull, brings up the question for me of um, inventory coming on new listings new listing means someone's selling and they have to be moving somewhere and they're gonna be maybe afraid that they can't get a new mortgage so maybe true. we're gonna have fewer listings just because those people are afraid if they move out of their house, they might sell their house and find out they have nowhere to go. Yeah, so if, if you don't have a job but you have to sell your house, are you trapped in your house? Yeah, yeah, you, you kind of are. And so if you don't wanna sell your house and totally mess up your situation, you're going to try and keep it and, and not be selling, which plays into the supply and demand. So I think the market's going to be slower down, but how much will be compensated by the lack of new listings? We go back to, you know, how many listings, how many buyers we have. That's what drives the price. So what if all sellers, they go together in a, in a group chat and they say, hey, you know what? Let's not tank the market. Let's all hold back. All of us, let's not bring up the inventory numbers. Let's all hold it for the next four months. It, 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 it's actually a very good solution, but we get into the prisoner's dilemma. Yeah. Someone is going to be the one who lost their job, doesn't qualify for government help. Moving back home, moving back just, home. just calling it quits, getting their money out. They need to sell. That's the deal. 
that's the deal. That's you, the deal to go and find. Can you find me one? I'll, I'll try. Good. They, like they're, they, you got to find them. You got to work at them. And Good. there's going to be, you might, if you have, if you're qualified to buy right now, you might be tossing out a lot of offers. Like you might be yeah. hunting for deals and you might, you know, you might make some sellers angry, but you only got to find one of them that's willing to deal. Yeah. It's never personal real estate. Uh, sometimes people <laughs> do think it is, but if you're, if you're going after, if you want a deal, you, you can't be personal about it. You have to do what's best for you. Okay. So if sellers can really come together in a group chat, because there's always going to be this stray one who, you know what, like they, somebody has to sell. And like you said, that's, that's really a, an idyllic uh, solution, but that's not really going to happen. It's not a utopia in which we, in which we live. So what about other market drivers? Okay. So Kelowna is, is a unique town. Kelowna is, is a small town, but it's still got lots of services and it's growing tremendously yes. and it doesn't have, it doesn't have a real industry, right? No. Like, like it's, you come to Kelowna, it, it's lifestyle, um, a lot of housing people were starting to grow the, uh, the tech the sector tech here, the tech sector is big, you know, 10 years ago, I would say the market driver was Alberta, people mm -hmm. from Alberta. Um, buying second homes, um, people working up north and the families living in Kelowna mm -hmm. and commuting back and forth. And those people wanted a different type of property. They often, like I came from Alberta. I, yes. I came here, I wanted to buy a house in the hills with a lake view. And that's what I did. And you did. And I, and I, and I loved it. The longer I'm here, the more I want to be center of town, close to town. And now the people that are driving Kelowna now is from the lower mainland. Yeah. They're priced out of the lower mainland. Yeah, they're being pushed out. They're being pushed out. They're not They're not trying to get out. They're being pushed out. Yeah. And then they say, hey, Kelowna is amazing. Let's go buy there. It's relatively affordable. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's affordable, but it's relatively affordable <laughs> yes. compared to the lower Everything mainland. is relative, like you said. Um, Kelowna is getting younger um, just because of that. And uh, the downtown has become more vibrant. And people want to be close to downtown. Yes, you know there's the so Okanagan much lifestyle. Okanagan lifestyle at its finest. And that's not a plug for the clothing store, <laughs> unless they want to give me some some goodies. Then then it was a definite plug. <laughs> um, I see, at least in, in in my business, and so many more people they come and and people that are retiring and young, they say I want to be close to downtown yeah. or Pandozi. They're not saying I want the 4,000 square foot house up with Lakeview. Yeah. There's still people buying them, of course. but it's far more people want less driving, closer to amenities, walk to coffee shops. And the city has been pushing that densification. You can see the way they have changed uh, the zoning and the permits and the OPMs and, and everything else. They, they are uh, driving densification and they are encouraging people to to do exactly what you said, like less driving, just just enjoy being closer to all the amenities and services and the lake. That's that's, that's really good. So um, moving forward, so we're still in the, in the middle of, of COVID. There's talk about some relaxation on, on some of the social distancing, but really this is going to, this is here to stay until we either achieve herd immunity or there is a vaccine. So we're still ways away from going back to normal. And even then, I think that a new normal is going to be different. So if you had to look at your crystal ball, what do you see? Okay. 
Um, I am going to be pessimistic on the total number of sales. Let's call it pragmatic. Pragmatic. I'm very pragmatic. Okay. So I would love to tell you that the market's going to be amazing and awesome. I don't believe that myself. Okay. okay. I think we're going to be seeing fewer sales. I mean, we're seeing it already. And even if we start to recover, we're losing out on the key months for sales in Kelowna. Yes. Real estate is seasonal, extremely seasonal. So the spring market, everybody waits for it, gets pumped for and gets prepped for. It's, it's eviscerated right now. Yeah. So, so we're going to see fewer sales for the year, 100%. We're going to see far more collapsed deals due to financing and mortgages. We were seeing that more and more in the last few years as the banks were getting um, tougher and stricter as well as new regulations. So financing became much more of an issue in the last few years and it's going to become even more of an issue. And, and people may not even be honest with uh, with their lenders at first, and or they think they can pass by, and the lenders are going to be asking you for your, for a pay stub, you know, very recent, not not last months. Yes, I think everyone's going to be on on hyper alert to make sure that all their these uh, are crossed and eyes are dotted, and yeah, I, like you said, I think if you are a solid qualified or pre-qualified buyer there will there will be deals there will be deals to have and for those of you who are listening and are either thinking of going in the market uh, anytime soon or just have questions about what you should do specifically on your situation talk to chat i mean you can you can reach out to me but remember my podcast is just my opinion does not constitute professional advice chad is a professional he's the team leader of point real estate group uh, you can find him on pointrealestategroup.com or you can send me a message and I'll be happy to connect uh, connect you with him. And Chad, just some parting words. Thank you for for being here. And happy to be here. It's actually really good to, to talk to you uh, on the mic. We've, we've had this conversation many times, but it's it's always good to talk to you and I always learn something. So any, anything else that you want to add to those of, uh, those of the listeners uh, today? Yeah. Yeah. Um... My advice is if you want to sell your place, I would be selling it sooner rather than later. And if you're a buyer, I'd be licking your chops and saying, we're going to find more than what we thought we could get a few months ago. You know, you might be a younger buyer with a good job and you thought you'd be buying a townhouse and you might be able to find yourself that really nice single family that you thought you couldn't get. And is COVID good for you in real estate? It is. It could be, yeah. It is. Well, thank you so much. And again, truly, truly thank you to those of you who took the time to listen to us and downloaded the episode. And please, if you have any questions, reach out to us. We'll be happy to get back to you via Instagram or Chad's website. And thank you. Have a great day and enjoy the rest of the week.